episode of fade us week four without sports godfather should be masters week your favorite week of the year Ugh. Ugh. What? <laughs> darkness, my old friend. <laughs> i've come to talk with you again because a vision softly the i'm um... I'm having a hard time, as you guys can probably imagine. Um, today should have been the opening round. Yesterday should have been the par three champ, uh, challenge. Uh, should have been watching Jack Nicholas hit the opening tee shot. I should have been doing absolutely no work today and just staring at my screen for as long as the coverage was going to be on Masters.com. You know, it, as funny as I try to be sometimes, this is kind of a hard week for me. This is... I am such a big golf fan. This is what I look forward to every year is seeing that perfectly green course and, you know, possibly Tiger Woods making another run at it. Um, the, this is just, it's really just a disaster. Um, however, I did send uh, a video to you guys earlier uh, that ESPN put out. Wright Thompson uh, had a verbal essay about the Masters and how it's so disappointing that we're not able to see it. But this is going to be something that, we think we're going to be able to come out stronger on. Um, this is a time that we're going to be able to realize the things that we do really enjoy in life. Um, you know, what Wright Thompson was saying is that this too shall pass. Uh, we're going to have golf again. We're going to have sports again. We're going to be able to return to some type of normalcy at some point. It's just going to be tough for a while. We're all going to have to, you know, really hunker down, do that social distancing everyone's been talking about, but at some point, this is going to come back. Hopefully, we can have the Masters in November. I mean, if not, there are obviously other big, there are bigger things in life, but I really want to see that fall Masters. Uh, they've, they've been talking about having it mid-November, I think uh, the 12th through the 15th, something like that. Uh, it was definitely an off weekend for the SEC as far as their games go, uh, so it wouldn't be too big of a problem to have uh, CBS have some conflicts with the Masters. Uh, you know, I wouldn't mind watching Tiger Woods and some cold weather gear uh, roaring down Eamon's corner, taking the lead on a Sunday. That's definitely something that I still have to look forward to, uh, that we should all be looking forward to, to try and get out of that. For now, uh, ESPN is showing the final round of the 1997 Masters. Uh, if you guys want to tune into that, I mean, obviously you can if you're listening to this tomorrow or Saturday, whenever this comes out. Uh, but uh, Tiger Woods, uh, that was his first Masters win, also the first time I think a person of color won the Masters. Uh, 
he won it by so many strokes. He just absolutely dominated that tournament. And that's what I'm going to be spending the next few days doing is just watching these old masters tournaments and just looking back at some of the greatest moments in the sport that, you know, I love, uh, you know, a sport that we can all enjoy that you, you can just go to your local municipal and play it and that we can have this relationship with these athletes who are playing it at such a high level is that you can play this sport until you're 70 years old. It's just something that you can have to look forward to for life and watching the Masters tournament is something that I'm going to keep looking forward to. Hopefully we can get it in the fall and hopefully, you know, not any more issues here going forward. But that's where I'm at, unfortunately. Oh, oh, another problem. I've been playing a lot of golf during this. One of the few outdoor activities we can do. Yeah, thanks for the invite, fucking dickhead. (laughs) Well, you're an essential worker, and I was going at eleven in the morning. <laughs> that's, so that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you're too, you're too. Thank you yeah, for your service, by the for way. Us. Thank you for your service and yeah, doing welcome. what you do. But uh, uh, my my driver <laughs> broke. Um, you know, I hit a pretty good drive, but oh, then no. I noticed the hosel was a bit a little bit loose. I tried to fix it myself. Uh, it's definitely going to have to take a professional to look at it. Uh, unfortunately. Any club maker is not operating right now. I can't find anyone who's open to be able to do it. So uh, my driver is laid up for the foreseeable future. So I am relegated to uh, the driver that I used during my teenage years. So I'm bent over the ball a little bit further these days. There ain't nothing wrong with that. It's okay. At least you got metal clubs or like actual like modern clubs and not the wooden clubs that that Johnny It's only the whale. The whale. <laughs> I got a few of those in storage. I could break those out, I guess. There, there you go. That's my, that might be what you have to do. Uh, Frankie, how's it hanging down in Florida? I know you guys are officially locked down and shit now. Yeah, um, you know, it's just kind of more the same. Um, I, I'm not going to touch on any of the master stuff. Godfather wrapped that up very nicely. It's just that's uh, um, I'm I'm not going to be super negative today. I decided that I'm I'm being rejuvenated i'm seeing too many kind of good things kind of comes or at least ideas pouring in for maybe 2020 is going to have some sports so 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 that's put a smile on my face more more often uh more often these these last couple days but other than that you know um just a lot of a lot of video games um i I fortunately have a nice pool in the backyard and uh, catching a little bit of sun um i've been uh I've been I've been chewing sunflower seeds lately. That's that that's new. It's a new activity I've been up to. That's, so Are you that's quitting something. smoking? Or? <laughs> no, no. I just you know, uh, food's not necessarily like it's hard. It's hard to go to the store. It's hard to get the shit. So I, what they do have is sunflower seeds. <laughs> so you know, Jim Beam barbecue seeds. They get a little. You know, it got something in there. Maybe I don't know. I, I I sit there and I play MLB the show and I spit seeds and I think of better times and drink wristers. Oh yeah, <laughs> and pound wristers. Johnny, what would you do for a wrister well, right now? Uh, last night I did a <laughs> uh, an, a hangout over Facetime for uh, one of my good friends' birthday. Uh, unfortunately. The, there's a service up here that delivers alcohol. They were out of a 12-pack of wristers, so I had to settle for a uh, a bag of it. So I was slapping the bag of wristers last night. Oh, it was, it was a good time. What? That would Woke be amazing. this morning, a little, little day. <laughs> um, but, I mean, kind of, 
Uh, the list, yeah. I, with in regards to um, Dylan, um, <laughs> uh, this past weekend should have been the final four in Atlanta, and uh, the school I attend had a really good chance of getting oh. there. They were heating up, and then uh, Joe Lenardi ran a simulation and had my school winning it all. So, uh, print the t shirts, hang the virtual banner. Uh, Oof. you know, uh, like Frankie, I'm gonna try and have a bit more positivity this week um obviously there was some i don't know i don't remember who tweeted it um but square i know you sent it to me about college football um yeah shefty tweets on college football up there is probably my favorite sport um so you know that's something to look forward to obviously other sports are hopefully planning to do the same but uh you know, nothing's really changed. It's uh, wake up, do school, drink, repeat. I guess there ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that that Shefty tweet had me stiff today when I saw that. Mm. Uh, just uh, inject it. Just inject it. I love that. Speaking so, of college football, how's the uh, NCAA football grind going? Yeah, so I got yeah, I got a couple route. good topics here to touch on before we get to our interview with uh, – Tony teasers, and then we wrap it up here at the end. But, yeah, so Ralph Fister, God, he had a magical run in his first season at Nebraska as the offensive coordinator. You know, so, like, when when you join a school, you can, like, talk a player out of leaving for the draft. And so my star running back was getting ready to leave as an underclassman. I said, uh uh uh, you're coming back. You're you're about to lead college football in rushing this year. And he was like a ninety-two overall. So I was like, hell yeah, I gotta bring him back. Well, it turns out he had a speed of like seventy-seven. I was like, Well shit, this isn't gonna work. <laughs> Still won the Heisman. Kid kid was a stud. But I recruited this JUCO quarterback and I benched Adrian Martinez. I was going with this JUCO guy and then he got hurt and I had to go back to Adrian Martinez. So so Ralph faced some adversity along the way, but he led us to a an undefeated season, heading to the last game against five and six Iowa, and we just shit the bed, and it cost us a, a national championship berth. Ended up uh, winning, winning oh, the Rose no. Bowl and finishing fourth overall, and then left for the Middle Tennessee State coaching job. So Ralph Fister has taken Yay, over there. Blue Raiders or something yep. like that. <laughs> yes, sir. That, that's we right. Have a, uh, we have an All American. A preseason All American receiver. I've only played one game. We beat I can't I can't remember who we beat, but we beat him up pretty good. It was like forty two fourteen or something like that. We beat the shit out of him. So Ralph's ready to roll. Ralph's been doing good. Uh, what I, what I've been focused more on during my free time um, has been this great Ohio weather that we've been having. And by great, I mean like legitimately great, and then great sarcastically. So the the actual great this weekend it was beautiful. On Saturday, we uh, we were grilling. We were we went to the store, bought a wiffle ball bat, and every time we'd finish a beer, we would take the wiffle ball bat and swing and hit the beer cans as hard as we could from my buddy's backyard over the fence separating our backyards and then try to see who could hit it the farthest into my backyard. And I don't know if you guys know this, but as you drink more, it gets progressively harder to hit one of those. It was very challenging. A ton of whiffs, a ton of smacking them right into the fence. But we had a good time doing that. And then, like, the the great Ohio weather. In the last 48 to 72 hours, I guess I'll say, 
We have had multiple 70-degree days. We've had tornadoes. And we've had snow. Fucking Ohio. This shit sucks. I know, Godfather, you dealt with the tornado. Bummer. You were in the basement, I assume. Did you ask me a question? (laughs) Sorry, I was watching Tiger Woods just absolutely stroke one with a fairway wood. Yeah, I'm watching that. I'm watching that too. He's up like eight strokes in this shit, bro. Can you can you say that again? I'm sorry, I I was distracted there. That was that was gorgeous. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, hold on. I'm Hold on, let me l- l- let me f- no no keep it. Uh, let me let me flip from uh, six to midnight here. You mentioned how you the other night that was a boner and, joke. Uh, the other night you <laughs> survived the uh, pretty wild weather that actually involved a tornado. Yeah, what a what a weird situation we've been having. Because Monday I played golf, Tuesday we had a fucking tornado, Wednesday it was beautiful and I should have been playing golf, and today it's snowing. So uh, this we need to figure this shit out so I can either be playing golf every day or just have another tornado just to take me out of my misery. Like the weather needs to figure that out. I texted Frankie today and I said <laughs> it's snowing, and he said what it's it's snowing, and I said yes. It's it's snowing here. <laughs> and I, yeah, I, was, gonna, I said I said like snow. I mean, yeah, like Florida, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Florida's lovely. It was eighty-five and sunny again. Um, I saw a cloud today. That was good. I fucking hate you. <laughs> All right, so a couple a couple more things I have before we get to the interview. I I got one of the funniest messages. I was snapping snap messaging and driving with the godfather on my way home from work and he sent me a video of him drinking a frozen beverage and i asked what it was and i dropped my phone and started laughing out loud when he sent the ingredients (laughs) and then the name of the drink so go ahead and explain to the listeners what you were consuming so square asked me what it was was the name for this concoction so well, I, I, I couldn't I couldn't see what color or anything what you were drinking. I just knew it was a frozen beverage. So I I didn't know if you were drinking like a pina colada, like some rum punch, all right. or a margarita. So I'll explain it. So it's uh, four ounces Tito's vodka, four ounces Mountain Gay Eclipse dark rum, six ounces orange juice, no pulp. Two ounces, two ounces Never pineapple pulled. juice. So if you've counted correctly so far, it's eight ounces liquor to eight ounces mixer. Uh, a scoop, just a spoon, a little spoonful, uh, not a tablespoon or anything, whatever table or whatever spoon you eat cereal with, whatever that's called, uh, of coconut syrup and ice. And you put some, uh, you blend that up and it is called drunk. <laughs> It's a hell of a beverage right there. It's very, it's very delicious to have. Uh, God, God right damn. After, you know, so I'll have point. a glass of wine or two when Mike DeWine comes on with his daily briefing. Once that's over, I get the blender out. I make one of those up. And once I have a couple of those and I'm wobbling, it's time to make dinner. Tonight I made uh, some Cajun blackened shrimp with some uh, homemade potato chips. Uh, and that's basically been my life for the last three weeks. Get drunk as shit. Yep. Hobble, hobble drunk on drunk. And, and eat. There, there ain't there's nothing wrong with that. Drunk on drunk on drunk. Has anybody else experimented with any interesting beverages? 
<laughs> um, nah, Bud Light and Corona. Speaking of interesting beverages, you guys ever have a Jack to Soda? Please explain. I cannot say that I have. So a Jack to Soda is another concoction I made up uh, when I was a very poor. So then, so then how would we have known about it? <laughs> so, so, no, of course we have. I just wanted to bring it up so I could tell the story. <laughs> so a Jack to Soda is what I made uh, the fall of my sophomore year in college when I was very poor and also under the age of 21. So I didn't, couldn't really freely buy alcohol. So I kind of just had to like scavenge for things. So... A Jack to Soda consists first of the mixer, apple cider, because it was fall and apple cider was, you know, very, very um, easy to get at the time, as well as I had a few splashes of Admiral Nelson spiced rum, uh, which is a oh. much cheaper version of Captain Morgan, uh, one step below Lady Bly, uh, two steps above Sailor Jerry, although Sailor Jerry will get you messed up for very cheap. Um, and then you also throw in some SoCo. And then, oh. if, and then if your friend who has some Jack Daniels is nice enough, you put a splash of there in as well. You put all the names together and you got Jack to soda. <laughs> Soco, was, it, that's the first well, liquor I ever had. And every time I have it, I want to vomit. But it's horrible. It's awful. It's you don't want so to drink bad. it. It's not like a, a potable liquid, but I guess there's alcohol in it and it'll do something to you. And I think the big announcement, Johnny, have you cracked? Have you cracked what we were talking about? Um, unfortunately, no. Uh, probably gonna wait till next week. I had to go run a few errands, and I saw a six pack of summer shandy. And with the uh, oh, you with made the a recent damn good weather, choice. I mean, today up in Michigan it snowed as well, so I'm just as pissed as you. Um, so I mean, I, I was in the mood for a summer beverage. I'm itching for warmer weather, so uh, what else is there to drink other than summer in a bottle? All right, we'll save that discussion for next week then if you if you do end up getting it. I, I drank Natty Light this weekend for the first time in eh, four oh, years probably. God, hey, I you had yourself good. a fun little Saturday. Forgot, forgot how good right. that beer was. Drink, <laughs> drinking, Natty, good drinking Natty Light. And, and whacking him over a fence with a wiffle ball bat. It was you goddamn some, ig- some ignorant shit. God, my take me day. back. God, I love it. It was wonderful. So, uh, one one other thing to be nineteen uh, and stupid again. Exactly. One other thing that I wanted to mention, and we can mention this briefly. And the only reason I'm going to mention it is because I saw a funny tweet about it. Um, all these NFL teams are announcing their like new uniforms and everything. And obviously the Browns are supposed to come out and release theirs soon. Ooh, I'm so <laughs> and there was like, no a lot one of, wants to see it. There was a lot. I think they're going to be the only one discussion start like spark today. Like who gives a shit about like the Browns uniforms? Like they're good when they win and they're bad when they lose like all this shit. And so I saw this tweet. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, turns out the Browns have been losing because their uniforms are bad and not because they once took Justin Gilbert and Johnny Manziel in the same draft. So it was, it was the uniforms. It's not no, terrible it's, drafting. It, seriously. It was those all white uniforms that they wore at home for like two years in a row. And it was the years that they went one and 15 and zero and 16. It was because they were wearing all white at home. <laughs> no, it's because they had a fucking moron as their head coach. <laughs> 
And Deshaun Kaiser. <laughs> dude, dude, I, no shit. I, was, I watched them. I watched them live uh, the year they went 0 16 uh, at Ford Field in Detroit. Oh, my. And Deshaun, and they were winning that game oh, no. twice and finally blew it. Yes. But Deshaun Kaiser didn't look good. And then he got hurt. <laughs> they had to put Hogan in. And, and, and it made Deshaun Kaiser look like a Hall of Famer. <laughs> what a damn shame! So all, we'll, we'll... all the Detroit fans felt so bad for me because they knew it was coming. They had already seen the Owen sixteen before, and they they knew it was about to happen to us. And they they all felt for me. You got a lot of high fives. You got a lot of high fives. Hey, thanks guys. Thanks. Guys. So maybe we'll react to the Browns uniforms when they get released. But now we're gonna get to uh, this week's interview. We had Tony Teasers on, the brother of Johnny Parlay's. Fun little discussion with him about. All kinds of stuff, marble racing and, and all kinds of other stuff, like I said. So we'll get to that interview now with Tony Teasers. All right, we welcome in for the third week in a row another guest. It is Tony Teasers, who you will find out after listening to this is the brother of Johnny Parlays. Tony, welcome on. Thank you very hope much you're, for having me. Hope you're doing okay. I know all of us are on uh, on the final straw here, and it's not even May yet, but... Uh, yeah, doing the doing the best we can. You are you are on today to help us talk a little bit more about marble racing. I know, or bouncy ball <laughs> racing, however you want to refer to it as. Yep. You you were one of uh, one of I believe five or six people who was running the races with us, and you were hot as fuck there for a little while. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, there's really nothing else to bet on right now other than uh, some eye racing. So. Honestly, it was just something to throw some money at, you know, the the marble balls, bouncy balls, whatever you want to call them. No, they were they were rolling down the track in my favor. It was uh, it was good to bring home a couple bucks that night. Tony, how did it feel uh, getting those videos? We talked about this before. We get the videos uh, sent to us, so it's a little bit of a delayed reaction. Um, how did you feel seeing that ball come down for your first win when you realized that uh, you? Uh, got a pretty good pot going there. Yeah, you know, that first win, well, first off, seeing having to wait for the videos, it kind of builds up. I mean, it's like a minute after he does it. So, but yeah, I mean, seeing him hold up the ball and see my number, I mean, you know, it's always good knowing some money's going to be coming your way, especially since no other money is coming my way right now. I understand you were like the parlay slash teaser king when we were betting on some yes. games earlier this year. Yeah, and would never fucking share them. Yeah, dickhead. <laughs> yeah, uh, I actually found out about teasers from one of my friends at school, but I don't know. College basketball was kind of my thing this year. I was horrible in the NFL, NBA, and uh, college football there for a while. And, you know, I told all my friends that once college basketball came around, I was going to – I was going to – fucking start reeling it in and sure enough that first weekend i'm pretty sure i went off and then figured out about teasers and uh i don't know got got some good luck going there for a while and then this whole pandemic happened and all of it came to a halt what was the biggest teaser that you hit (laughs) all right so it was probably like a sunday night and you know payouts happen on a monday and i think i was down $98 $98 for the week. And so I did a three team, like nine point teaser, threw 150 on the table, 
to win a hundred. Sitting in my dorm room watching this all happen, and uh, I think it was three college basketball games. I'm not sure which ones it was, but yeah, I really went out on a limb there because if I lost that, I was gonna have to make a big payout to the bookie that just I was not looking forward to making. And instead, I made two dollars that week, so felt good. I mean. I will say, if anyone's listening who hasn't really gotten into gambling and you don't really have a chance right now, you said that you only made two dollars that weekend. But when you're down, how much do you say? Yes. Something like ninety <laughs> something on that Monday, and you made it, it was... all back, and then just a little bit more. Some uh, that feeling, hell of, yeah, the hell of a that, weekend. that feeling is unmatched. <laughs> you no, know, a hundred percent. The fighting and the clawing to get back to even is unlike no other. Oh, that, that thrill! That chasing thrill is is unlike anything else. Oh yeah. Now I know. I know you said you were hot during college basketball season. We'll play a little hypothetical here, not to get anyone too depressed. But yep. what were a couple maybe lower seeded teams that you were looking that you could have made some money off of, or and did you have any favorites that you would have ridden hard all the way to the Final Four? Yeah, one underdog I was big on was uh, say if they won the MAC tournament was uh, the Zips. I was huge on the Zips of Akron. Love the way they play. They played Louisville tough earlier in the year. I was a big fan of them. Also, watched a decent amount of Hofstra during uh and during tournament week. You know, they played pretty solid. Yes, they sir. also made me a decent amount of money that week, so that was also added plus. And then I'd say some of the favorites. Obviously, Kansas was a big favorite for everyone. I mean, they were just imposing their will on any team they played there in the final two months. Um, also, Michigan State really – Really started picking it up towards the end and then ended up tying for the Big Ten tournament. And, uh, I mean, you couldn't count out Duke just because, I mean, it's Duke. They were either going to go far or they're going to get bounced in, like, the round of 32. So, I'd say definitely the Zips and Hofstra and then Blue Devils, Jayhawks, and Spartans. Yeah, we were all riding Hofstra like dirty whores over oh, here. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> no, oh, my God, we were. I and I was definitely taking them to the Sweet 16. I loved, just I loved that Hofstra team. <laughs> that was a great team. Um, now, Tony, I almost just called you your real name, but I had to catch myself there for a mm-hmm. minute. Um, you know, for, for maybe some people that – because we all shared kind of our stories way on early when we started, yep. uh, started the pod. Maybe give the listeners like an idea – since you are a little bit younger than us and maybe have some some different influences for mm-hmm. for how you got into gambling and kind of just like tell your story, how you got involved with it. Yeah, it was actually – it was like a week before the NFL season and one of my buddies I met up at school, he was like betting. And I had been wanting to get into it for a pretty long time just because I am I'm – I'm guessing you call it a sports freak, just like watching sports. And then it always helps. I'm making a little added money if I do hit, but – yeah, I'd say it was probably that first week before the NFL and college football. I was like, yeah, like I need a bookie or something. At first, I was using Bovada. You know, I – it's what – I mean, it was it was all right. I mean, it's pretty hard to get money off there. You really got to get hot on there. But then I found my bookie, and I'd say ever since I got a bookie, probably halfway through the NFL season, it's been going a lot better because you know, I can get my money out way easier. And, I don't know, just different rush. You said that uh, it was mostly those people uh, you met uh, when you, like, started college. 
uh, that kind of got you into it and you realized that hey, there might be some money making opportunities uh-huh. here. Um, was there any influence because uh, your older brother is kind of a degenerate and, you know, started in that <laughs> fucking scumbag kind of been a little I... bit of uh, the family business? Yeah, there. I'd say a little bit, you know. <laughs> My, I remember this, actually. My first gambling weekend, I don't know what week of college football it was, but we went to B-dubs that day, and then we went to my brother's house after. And I remember, son of a bitch, <laughs> my brother um, was glued to his phone the whole time and laptop watching these bets. And uh, then I started throwing down some live bets on college football. I'll never forget that day. I drilled a live bet of uh, UCF covering a spread versus Pitt and then Auburn winning at Texas A&M. And then from that day on, just like the rush of winning a bet, especially when you throw a decent amount of change on it, it's just, it's different. It's honestly unlike anything other. And Godfather, that's a bit of an understatement. Saying saying I'm kind of a degenerate, I am way, I have grown out of I gave you too of, much credit. I'm sorry, yeah. Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, great A scumbag. Now I, I know I asked you about your biggest win. What's been your biggest loss so far? Um, it was a teaser. And I'm pretty sure it was another Hail Mary on a Sunday night. And I'm <laughs> almost positive it was another one fifty to one hundred. College basketball. I know the team that lost it for me. It was the day that uh Louisville lost at Georgia Tech. Those scumbags lost me $150 a night, and I hate Chris Mack for it. <laughs> the te- teasers are probably the worst because with those added points you get with them, it just makes it feel like there's, oh, no, there's, there's, there's so no way good. you're going to lose you're, this. And when you do, you just you're oh, you, you feel so even stupider good. than you uh, started. Through <laughs> the roof oh, and you throw it down. You're like, this is free money. And then some dumbass else that happens, you just get pissed off. Now back to the the marble racing. Compare the rush of winning a race to the rush of winning a huge bet. <laughs> I mean, with the state we're in right now, seeing my first marble win that race was uh, – I felt rejuvenated in a sense because, I mean, I hadn't felt a winning feeling in a month probably. So, I mean, and then – seeing more marbles go your way. And then I, as you said, I started to get hot in there and I made a couple bucks that night. It was a rush. I mean, waiting for the videos to come in was, I was anxious, eager. I don't know. Just feels good to bet on something, honestly. Is there any other degenerate shit out there that you would bet on aside from marble racing? I mean, you mentioned it earlier. I've been looking at iRacing for the past couple weekends. I can't get myself to pull the trigger on it. I want to. I definitely see myself doing it pretty soon in the future. Um, did you bet on me and my friend playing I golf? Did, oh, I, you did? Yeah, I did bet that. That's, a, that's about as bad as it can yep, get. and I, I won that day. So. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Eldrick. <laughs> yeah, Eldrick, Eldrick has dabbled into the uh, the marble racing as well. 
Yeah, and after I talked to him, um, I brought him into it. Uh, poor guy, and he already lost some money on it. I mean, he was up early and making a lot of money, and then yeah, obviously I tapped out. I looked at the standings the next morning. I'm like, oh no, he lost all that money. <laughs> and you know, he he really enjoyed it himself. Just he's he he can't go without doing it as well. He he's got to be gambling on something. Uh, you know, pretty addictive personality he's got. Um, both with uh, Miller Lite and gambling on sports. Um, so he really enjoyed it as well. And when he was winning, things were great. And then I'm sure when he was losing, it was uh, kind of his typical losing attitude. All right, Tony. Now to the... Sorry, Alter. Love you, buddy. <laughs> now to the important question, your opinions on Miller Lite. Oh, my God. Hold on, hold on, and hold then... on. He... He, he is he not a freshman in college? He doesn't he doesn't drink. He, he's too no. young. He's not twenty one. We know he's probably correct. never drank in his life. Hypothetically, exactly. if you were to consume a Miller Lite, what would your opinions on it be? Well, I've gotten opinions from uh, older people, and I would probably, based off of what I've heard from Miller, Miller is a very, uh, I would say, unliked uh, beer, and it sounds like something I wouldn't enjoy, frankly. Mm, interesting. Give it a few years when you really hate yourself. <laughs> You'll love it. <laughs> Once, like, you hate yourself and, like, just the mildness of Bud Light and Coors Light, it just doesn't cut it and you really want to hurt yourself, you're going to need that. You're going to need Miller Light. Well, I'm looking forward to the day that happens. So you're admitting that Miller Light is just self-harm. Well, they're all self-harm. All, all alcohol is technically poison, so I'm going to at least drink the poison that tastes good. And actually has something to taste. <laughs> if I'm going to ruin my life doing it, I'm going to have fun while I'm doing it. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Tony, I know you mentioned that you were, you're getting ready to dabble into iRacing. I know uh, the third Italian mobster gambler brother over there is actually a big NASCAR fan. Do you think... Uh, you think he might have any any good uh, advice for you, or is it kind of all shit out the window because you know it's a video game and not actual racing? Yeah, I would say for the most part, it's just you're just fucking guessing. And I mean, because it is a video game, but honestly, I'm open to any opinions about it, any advice because I don't know anything about it. Well, neither do I. You just kind of guess. <laughs> that's, that's, been, that's been the way to go so far. Hopefully, scratch the itch a little bit. So, uh, how how proud are you right now as an older brother? John? You know, it's obviously it's great to see someone following in the footsteps. Um, I uh, the one thing I do not hope for is that uh, he becomes better at gambling than I do. Sounds like he already is. Well. I would say I'm getting pretty close to it. I would it. also say that my bets involve a lot more risk than his, considering I just toss – he tosses Hail Marys on Sundays. I toss Hail Marys seven days a week with, with my – <laughs> uh, That doesn't sound like a winning game plan. You know, when a big one hits, though, and then you're sitting up about 250 on a Wednesday, you can, you can afford to lose a couple. But – uh <laughs> good lord i miss gambling hell, so, hell of so I guess, Tony, one, one more before we let you go um in past pods we've kind of talked about 
the future of sports, the uncertainty about it. I guess if you had to put your money on a sport or I guess a time in the upcoming year, whether it be summer 2020, fall or winter, even 2021, what sport do you think will be the first one back that I guess I should say a sport that of the major four sports and a time of year that you think that this could happen? Oh, I think right now, my guess has to be the NFL just because that season does start earlier. But then, see, no, I think I'm actually going to go with the NBA because I think everything is going to get pushed back. And then kind of how it all started, how Adam Silver was the one to make that first call to postpone, suspend the season. I would think he would be the first one to gain all of the knowledge he has about like public health and how this virus is acting to make a return, let the NBA make a return. So I think my money's on the NBA. I'd probably guess, I mean, there's, they're saying that it's going to come back like in the fall. I just don't see it. I would say November, December of 2020 at the earliest, it'd just be hard to play it without a vaccine. It just put too many people at risk. Well, I think I can speak for everyone and when we say we hope you're wrong, but I mean it's a pretty good educated guess there. I mean oh, the MLB I'll be dead by then. Yeah. The, well, the MLB has put in plans <laughs> oh, yeah. to try and get, you know, a, a little spring that, training that yeah, training camp going on here in the next too. month or so. I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, it's just um yeah, and you said you know, the four, uh, you know, major ones. Uh, golf has talked about having their events starting late August, early September. You know, maybe that one because yeah. at least with golf, you know, you're not, you know, wrestling for rebounds, you trading sweat, yeah, and everything. Yeah, so sweaty bodies rubbing up on each other. And that's one that I probably wouldn't notice the lack of fans at as much. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm just holding out because it is Masters week, and I, I definitely want that fall Masters to happen. Yeah. Uh, but that, that's just me trying to be optimistic, I guess. Yeah, at this point. But, you know, def- definitely a good educated guess there, I think. It, you know, late fall, early winter, at best, is looking like what it's going to be for the four major sports. I would agree with you, too, Godfather. See, we're alive by golf, I think golf would probably be the easiest one to get fired back up. Well, Besides Dana White's yeah. Fight Island. Well, well, UFC 249 uh, earlier today announced that they're going to cancel it. Um, I guess some people higher up than Dana, and I didn't know there were people higher up in UFC than yeah. Dana, but maybe some uh, some people who handle some of the insurance policies, guys like that. Yeah, it was uh, it was execs at Disney and ESPN. They shut it down. Well, well there there you go. Son of a bitch, just killing dreams. Like I said before, give me the Corona. I will gladly take the Rona have sports back that's a fair trade i would take it as well come and fucking get me so i think i already had it yeah who knows god only knows tiger king only lasted (laughs) us so long we need sports back now yeah we need netflix 2.0 or something all right tony thanks for joining us thanks for having me hopefully you stop winning some marbles so that maybe we can win here and there but uh Appreciate you coming on, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for having me. Thanks to Tony Teasers for joining us. Third week in a row with a guest. I guess we need a guest here because 
to, I guess, to keep us in check a little bit and make us not want to kill ourselves 100%. So it's nice to always have some people join us, talk about some other things. We're going to finish up today, like I mentioned earlier, with and everyone's seen them, those pick three out of these things, and it's all this different shit. Well, Barstool Bet tweeted out, you can only bet on three of these things. The, the nine options here are the Super Bowl, March Madness, the Masters, the NBA Finals, MLB postseason, the World Cup, the Stanley Cup Final. Do we decide what we're doing with horse racing? Is this any horse racing or is this well, Saratoga it's certainly only? Not, it's certainly not Let's the Kentucky the Derby. So. Yeah, I would say yeah, the other okay. one. We'll, okay, we'll say we'll screw with... Saratoga because that's just a shitty racetrack out in the Finger Lakes region of New York, which I have described as the Ozarks of New York, which is just not a good place. So we'll we'll just we'll scrap that and say that it's the Triple Crown, it's the Derby, the Belmont Stakes, and the Preakness. And then we are going to interpret the picture of a Hawaii football player as bowl season. Okay. Not so, Hawaii overs. I mean, for me, it doesn't make a fucking difference. That's not on there. <laughs> Right, but it's nothing better than waking up to uh, Hawaii seventy-seven, Utah State fifty-one. <laughs> nothing better when you're, you're fucking blacked out of your mind and you realize you're in the hole and you toss it all on a Hawaii over to bail it's, yourself. It's, it's last call at the bar and you're already past pack twelve at dark and you're still yeah. yeah. You yeah you're like, I was like, fuck. fuck! I need something to chase. Hawaii still plays. Bet the over. <laughs> Look, shut up to pay the tab. So, so we'll go in the order that we typically do. Godfather, go ahead with your uh, your pick three out of here. Uh, the first one is going to be the Super Bowl. I mean, if you're not betting on the Super Bowl, you're not doing life right because that's still it's still not a national holiday, but it might as well be because I'm not getting any work done on Monday morning. So I might as well throw you know a couple bills down on uh, the Super Bowl. Uh, not only the game itself, the spread, whatever, there are so many prop bets with the Super Bowl, uh, not just with the game, but also with the commercials, everything. It's just that's just a national holiday of gambling, I think, uh, as well as stuffing your face with buffalo chicken dip and spinach art- artichoke dip and whatever snacks you got at your Super Bowl party. Uh, so the Super Bowl, for sure, for me. Um, the Masters is on, is on there, and I thought about that. The thing is... Uh, when I'm watching the Masters and you listen to you know my spiel earlier about you know how much I want it back, uh, there's only a couple guys I'm ever going to be rooting for, and I don't really want to spend that Sunday, a beautiful Sunday in April, rooting against my bet. Uh, so I'm not going to spend the time on the Masters and doing that. So my next one, uh, this one was kind of tough for me because uh, I wanted to throw the FIFA World Cup in there. Uh, because that's the only time I'm ever going to watch soccer or football, as uh, our European pals call it. Uh, but I'm just not going to throw that one in there. So I guess we're going to not bet on FIFA World Cup. So the horse racing one we have, we're going to call it the Triple Crown. That's what we're going to interpret it as. Uh, the Kentucky Derby, especially just like the Super Bowl, if you're not betting on the Kentucky Derby, uh, you might as well not be betting on anything in life because that is one of – if you're going to talk about gambling in the United States – Horse racing is where it all starts. Horse racing as a sport doesn't exist without gambling. That's its sole purpose. So the Kentucky Derby, along with the Preakness and the Belmont Stakes, uh, you have to be gambling on those three races. So I'm also going to gamble on the Triple Crown. And then finally, 
<laughs> whatever you want to interpret it as, whether it's Hawaii football overs or as bowl games, I'll interpret it as the bowl games. Bowl season for me is a money-making part of the year. Uh, that's where I'm going to add another quarter to my income or lose half my yearly income, uh, depending on the year. Uh, this past one was a little bit more beneficial to me. So I'm definitely going to be gambling on bowl games because to me, there's just nothing more fun than watching the Popeye's Bahama Bowl when I'm supposed to be getting ready for Christmas Eve church service with my family. And they're wondering why I'm screaming at the TV while Central Michigan is laddering the ball against <laughs> Louisiana Tech or something like that. Uh, so definitely college bowl games for me because those those uh, non-Power 5 conference ones, those group of five conference bowls, <laughs> they're they're just so hilarious sometimes and you have to watch those games you have to throw money on them so for me it's going to be the super bowl the triple crown and college football those are the only three sports that i'm going to be betting on if i can only keep the three of those i think so to to save from the monotony of what we're going to get i think all the rest of us will agree that the super bowl and whatever iteration of college football there you want to interpret is going to be on. Um, I can the Super Bowl is not on mine. Wow! Wow! I I do have the Super so Bowl. Yeah, on my list. So you're going to watch think... Tom, or well, not Tom Brady anymore with the New England Patriots, obviously. But you're just going to like watch the Patriots beat someone just for the sake of watching them beat someone. It, it's it's a sacrifice that has to be made. Okay, well then, you know what? I'll we won't discuss that. Go ahead, Jay, right. since you're the contrarian All right, here. So, uh, as much as I love the Super Bowl, this it, it was a very hard decision. This is more so. I was look more so looking at this aspect of what have I made the most money on, and the Super Bowl in the past has not treated me kindly. So, I left. Well, see, I don't make money on anything. <laughs> it doesn't matter what I bet. When, when we get, <laughs> so you're a big when better we get to my second Patriots. one. Well, you'll understand why. So first, of course, one, you don't make any money. Is uh, March Madness. Um, there's really nothing better than the first yep. weekend when you wake up at ten and you look at the board and you got sixteen games on a Thursday and you're scrambling in a uh, Gonzaga. Radford second half over and while on another TV you have Akron plus 17 and a half against Michigan uh, just the thrill of having so many bets going on at once it's probably the best betting time of the year um I've also been very been very profitable in March Madness uh, aside from a drunken bet I made it last year's final four uh, but we'll leave that uh, to a future discussion. So March Madness won. Uh, my number two, and there's a story to back this up, is uh, the World Cup. The last time there was a World Cup was probably the first summer that I really got into gambling. And before my first book, he closed his books down in November. He kind of gave us a lowdown of how we fared out. And in the summer of the last World Cup that occurred in Russia, which I believe was 2018, uh, I was, if you took out the World Cup, I was down uh, close to 500 bucks. But with the World Cup involved, I was up about 250. Um, I also probably watched 
soccer more than the three of you guys combined. So I, I have a pretty good feel of how that's going to turn out. So the World Cup is my number two. And then, as the Godfather said, there's really nothing better than bowl season. Waking up on a Friday and realizing you have the Bahamas Bowl. And then the the, the Cherry Bundy yeah, Boca, yeah, the Raton Boca Raton Bowl, Bowl, the Raycom Media Camellia um, Bowl. The best bowl that exists, uh, the Christmas Eve Hawaii Bowl, because there's no other sports on, and you get to watch Hawaii beat up on BYU or some other team that New Mexico yeah, State. Just, just just name and just watch some watch some kid break yeah, some new yeah. record just, of passing just, yards somehow in, in, in a stadium that has like twenty percent capacity because fifty thousand empty seats. Who wants to spend Christmas Eve <laughs> with the Hawaii Bowl? Um, but yeah, pretty easy right there. So my three: uh, March Madness, World Cup, and bowl games. Before we go any further, I just want to say the Hawaii Bowl might have been the easiest bet of my entire life over. last year. Over. The over, Hawaii <laughs> plus the points, and uh-huh. Hawaii money line. I made so much money Easy. off that game. Easy. Wonderful game. Easy. All right, Frankie, so I think we probably have the, the same three. Um. Yeah, I have I have the Super Bowl um, on my list. I'm not sure, like, like the Godfather said, how you can't. I mean, you watch all. Of well, you make se- you make seven hundred fifty bucks off of the <laughs> That's how you leave it. <laughs> <up your head. laughs> Correct, but it's uh, um, it, like I say, it's it's just the the pinnacle of just kind of everything. It's the commercials, the coin toss. It's fucking what Gatorade's coming out, right? It's who's making the first. Who's I don't. It's it's everything. It's awesome and. uh and I'm. Uh, it's going going forward. We we are we should we should be seeing a lot more mixtures of combinations of teams in here. We're not going to just have to bet against Tom Brady every fucking year. Um. So the Super Bowl is definitely going to be on my list. I also have March Madness on my list. Oh, and I haven't got to experience the actual betting of the of those that first weekend of the tournament. But I'm putting it on my list because I was so goddamn fucking pissed. That I got canceled, that I and I just I I knew I was just gonna tear up the like my, my, I I bet I was batting about maybe ninety percent going into uh, weekend number two of this March Madness. So I'm gonna put that on there. Just like those 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 first two days, you say you got sixteen games a day, and you're just crank just all day long. You're just oh that, that that would that would just be heaven on earth there that first weekend. Um. And then uh, you, you, you have to have bowl season on there. I'm not sure how you can't, like like we all kind of talked about. So um, I'm going to assume that that's your exact list, Square. That would be it. Like March Madness <laughs> and bowl season kind of go, like you don't really have mm-hmm. to explain those. Obviously, I like you, I haven't gotten to the full betting March Madness experience. But after betting all college basketball season long, I was so ready right. for it. So that, that goes on there anyway. And bowl season, like everyone said, God, bowl season so good. Bowl season and March Madness are easily, in my opinion, two of the best, like, three weeks. Just sets yeah, of just weeks. Like consecutive <laughs> weeks of one sport. It's so good. Uh, the Super Bowl, I guess, gets the nod over the Masters only because there's a lot more versatility props, all kinds of other stuff when it mm. comes to the Super Bowl. If I want to bet the length of the national anthem, 
and all these right. other stupid fucking props. Like that was my card was the biggest it's ever been on one event for the Super Bowl. I had like twenty five right. different bets on just one game because of all the different props that were there. And, he, and that'll never happen for and any I, other. Game. I love the ever. Masters, but I'm only gonna bet who I think's gonna win. And I'll, some JM. Yeah, I'll put a bet. The current money leader. I, <laughs> I put Correct. on Tiger to win just because I had to. Yep. And then I'd probably put like a lower bet on Sanjay. on two guys, like one guy maybe that has like some long shot odds and then another guy that's been playing pretty well. So I basically be watching three guys compete. Um, I, I just like the, the versatility that the Super Bowl offers. I think it's absolutely disgusting that you have like MLB postseason, the NBA finals and the Stanley Cup. I'll I'll have I'll, I'm gonna throw an honorable mention to the Stanley Cup playoffs. That's the best playoffs in sports. That shit is absolutely but not to gamble on. And because uh, right, I agree so, with you that it yeah, is so the best. So that's why I kind of had to leave it off. It, it, it it's it, it's definitely the best just ever because it's every night you're watching just high intensity games and the blood just gonna boil over by the third period of game one and it's just gonna be chaos from there. But Every single eight seed that makes the NHL playoffs could go win the cup easily. If uh, that happened. So gambling on it. That happened it. last year with Columbus beating Tampa Bay, the President's Trophy winner. Right, like those. The, right, the, and the best regular season team will. I ever will seen. say this. I and I say this with a lot of certainty that every guy in the NHL, every player, would give up the remainder of their career if they were given the ultimatum of winning the Stanley Cup. If they were to be able to win it, they would 100%. be like, "Well, if I'll win it, I'll never play. I'll, I'd never play hockey oh. again because that's the epitome of it. They all okay. care that much. <laughs> it's so hard. It's the it's the best actual trophy, right? It's the it, the best actual trophy in sports is the Stanley Cup. It's um, but 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 again, like like we said, gambling on that's really really it would be kind of hard. I at least for me, being a really big hockey fan, to kind of profit because I don't I. I, I watched so much hockey and even going into those playoffs. I last year I watched all everything and I came into the playoffs and my bracket, whatever bracket in quotes was busted immediately. I'm glad we yeah, can I agree on that of- because we sure as hell can't agree right? on your bad beer <laughs> takes. But glad, glad we have hockey. And fuck the Penguins. Yeah, well, by fuck the way. you. <laughs> I don't watch a whole lot of hockey during the regular season, but I will say the playoffs have made me. Fucking hate as a diehard oh. Las Vegas Golden Knights fan. <laughs> the Day playoffs one. have made Day me one. fucking hate, absolutely uh, hate the San Jose Sharks. Fuck chance, and yeah, also, man. And you have and uh, and and the Knights and the Knights have have their coach now. The old Sharks old coach. They both fired their. Listen up, Johnny. Sure. You fucking cocksucker. You say one more bad word about chance. <laughs> I will drive up to Michigan hey, and fucking splatter you. He's a national Yo, monster. Cat, cat, as far as mascots go, I don't day. hate the Knights. Right? I don't. I don't hate them either. I mean, Gritty's obviously yeah, the best, you know. But... And as a Pens fan, I, I I'll say that. I'll say that gritty, gritty is pretty good. <laughs> Gritty's the best because he just assaults children. Like what's what's better than assaulting yes, children? He right. was the, the guy who's like wears the costume was under investigation for like hitting a kid. And I I don't think there's anything right. better than that. I wasn't. 
I I, I associate Gritty with with uh, Charlie <laughs> Kelly and Green Man just fucking running around in there. Square. <laughs> no, do not. If you're going to talk to me, it better not be anything bad it's, about it. No, this is not. It's it's kind of similar to the topic we just did, but my friend just sent it to me, and I feel like it'd be an interesting combo just to finish up quickly. If we if we want to entertain this. Yeah, so, what is it? This isn't more so of looking at sports individually. So think of all the teams that you like you personally root for. So for me personally, probably the big five or six that for me is Michigan State football, Michigan State basketball, the Cavs, the Indians, the Browns, and then Chelsea over in England. And my friend said you can only pick one of those teams to watch for the rest of your life. And like the other teams like just don't oh. exist in your life. So think each. I want each of you to think of all the teams you root for, and who's the one team for the rest of your life you're gonna follow? The Browns. Oh no. Yeah, I'd probably go for uh, the Eagles too. God, uh, the Eagles or the Flyers? Fuck, I can't pick. I'd go uh, go Bears. You have to football oh. because when the Browns finally win it. My God, he'll be the greatest party the world has ever seen. Um, I want to say the Browns just because I love football so much. And like you said, when the Browns finally win, because <laughs> it's going to happen. Um, but I think uh, the Penguins have just brought me so much joy in life that, uh, you know, three. Right. Oh, man. Three, I want to pick three chips in so my bad, lifetime. I um, you know, I know Gino and Sid, they're getting, you know, to the latter part of their career. But, um you know, I, I trust awesome. Mario Lemieux owning the team and the guys he's going to keep around. So yep. um, I think that they're going to keep bringing me joy for a little while here. So I'm taking the Penguins. Um, the Browns and the Indians, they've just, they've just brought me so much pain in my lifetime that I love them, but it's, it's a love-hate relationship with them. I mean, if it was like a five-year span, I would have I mean, this is this is such an easy decision for me. Michigan football. Why would I ever pick Michigan football? What a why? <laughs> never. Michigan basketball. They they never will get recruits good enough to win it. Every time they get close, they run into an absolute buzzsaw or some fucking white kid yep. who's gonna hit like. 18 mm. threes in the national championship game. Dante DiVincenzo. Oh, Dante? And fucking and Luke Hancock, <laughs> that fucking dickhead. And then I have the Indians with cocksucking Paul Dolan as the owner. I have Dan oh, Gilbert, who Palin won Dolan. one fucking ring with LeBron in, what, 11 years? So I guess by default... It's the, all his fault. When, when the Browns win it, it will be so good. For that reason only, I have to pick the Browns. That's the easiest decision I could ever make. And Kent State football, I guess. <laughs> when the fuck are they ever going to win anything? Hey, hey. Unless Ralph hey, is. That unless coach. Ra- unless I Ralph like that. Unless Ralph is. Dude, Sean Lewis, not a bad, not a bad pickup as head coach. Uh, I, he's good, coach. man. Johnny, what, and I'll, and I'll, what would yours be, Johnny? So I'm torn. But I was originally torn between MSU basketball and the Indians. But just because – more so just uh, like baseball is probably my second favorite sport behind football. Um, but I'm, like similar to how the Godfather was with the Penguins, um, even though MSU hasn't won a national championship since 2000, they've been to, I think, 10 Final Fours in the span between then and now. 
and I've just I've experienced so I've experienced so many good memories with them that would be hard for me to not follow them and then I didn't really think of it in this like the Browns have just given me so much pain and like I mean the party like when the Cavs won it all like there was 1.1 or something like that for the parade there I mean the it, when the Browns win it, I, I think I mean that's what makes it enticing for me. Um, like the the gutters underneath the city. I mean, people are gonna we're gonna make in craters of people with that parade. But I, after honestly, the Cavs, the, sorry, after the Cavs one, didn't someone like commandeer a fire truck and someone stole a beer truck? Oh, like, it was. Can you imagine like, what is going oh, to yeah. happen it to was, the city of Cleveland? Like the, oh, it might burn no, down. There won't. That'll be it. It yeah, implodes because hell will Cleveland have frozen over. over. <laughs> but that's it. There's, there's, there's no way First Energy Stadium survives. That's a fact. So I guess just <laughs> to finish up, I'd probably just go with MSU basketball, just with the joy that they brought me. I, I, unless, kind of similar to what you said with Michigan basketball, unless they face another 15 seed like Middle Tennessee or run into some buzzsaw kid who throws up fade away behind the back one-handed shots and hits them I gotta go with them but I mean probably the close second would then be the Browns because that would be a celebration that I would be absolutely sick to miss that is an interesting kind of thing to bring up though yeah that was good um if Bronny James goes to the Cavs, Cavs really? will answer. If if LeBron's kid goes to the Cavs, man, I worry. We're, we got that, ch- that child has it lived in, in Miami, blood. Florida, Los Angeles, California, wherever he goes to high school now, in Bath, Ohio. He is. If right? he has any choice in the matter, he is not choosing to live in Cleveland, Ohio. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, but but we're, the Cavs are gonna have a top two pick. He'll, he'll God, Eli Manning it. <laughs> <laughs> you think you you know what LeBron would do that to Dan Gilbert? Be like, well, yeah, no, by no, that time LeBron alone the time. LeBron alone the team. <laughs> oh, you're right. That's true. All right, so that's gonna do it for this week's episode. Week four without sports. It was a little bit more positive. I think we did a good job with mm-hmm. that. So. Sorry, I, I was agree. depressing I at agree. the start, but we're we're I'm, I'm back a little bit. <laughs> yeah. No, we we had to be man. It's Thursday, yeah. the Masters. Yeah. I won't say it again. We're back. Uh, thanks to Tommy, not Tommy. Tony Teasers. Tommy's not his real name either, but Tony Teasers for joining us. A nice, fun little discussion that we had with him. Uh, from all of us, appreciate the support. Appreciate everyone listening, and uh, we will talk to you next week. 